Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the fourth Sunday of a peep, and today the gospel is from John chapter 11, which is about the miracle of raising Lazarus from the dead. And we see in this gospel the power of divine authority, which is capable of raising someone from, from the dead. And even though Lazarus died, and he was four days dead, he came back to life. And it seemed to Mary and Martha that the Lord had missed his chance to save their brother. Like there was a window of opportunity, if you will. And the Lord, because he extended his stay a little bit longer, the Lord had missed his chance. And that's why both of them, both Mary and Martha, they said, Lord, if you had been here, we believe that if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But... Actually, Martha added one phrase to this that I really like. She said, Even now, I know whatever you ask of God, God will give you. And this is a statement of great belief. A statement of great belief. And to me, this statement of belief, and many more like it in the gospel of today, they are the keys to the miracle. They are the keys to the miracle. The key to the miracle of raising Lazarus from the dead is belief. It's faith. It's as if God, he puts his wonders, his treasures in a treasure box, if you will. And the way to access this treasure box is through belief. You have to believe. If you have belief, you can access this treasure box. As we say, like in the, the, the lopsh of the second host. And that's why today I want to speak about belief and our faith in God. If you look at the gospel and all of the readings today, they all speak about belief. All of them. The Lord, He said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall Live And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? And Martha replied, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is come into the world. And then when they went to the tomb... After this conversation, they went to the tomb. Martha started to, like, there's a rock and there's stone and there's a smell. And she started to doubt. She said, there's a stench. She has been there dead for four days. And Jesus said to Martha, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? You would see the glory of God. So that's why we're going to speak about belief. The first thing I want to say about belief or faith is that faith is so powerful. Faith is so powerful. But you know this. Faith as a mustard seed can move a mountain. A situation may seem impossible. It may look like it's over and done. But do we believe that God is capable of doing the impossible? We must believe God can resurrect the dead. He gives life to what is dead. And we know the death of Lazarus is a symbol of humanity who was dead. Humanity that was dead in sin. 
And just as in death our body decays, when we sin, when we sin, our spirit decays. Our spirit decays and we become stinky. Very stinky. But thankfully, the Lord Jesus Christ, He came to give us life. He came to give us life. He came to raise us from the death of sin. But do we acknowledge our sin? Do we acknowledge our sin? Do we recognize that we are dead in sin? Or are we living in sin? Or maybe that's kind of an oxymoron. Actually, are we dying in sin? You know, in the absolution of the midnight hour, we pray, raise us up from the darkness of sin. Raise us up from the darkness of sin, which ruins the soul. Ruins. This is deadness. It ruins the soul. And the other day I was talking to someone who confessed they are dead in sin. They said, I love sin. But they don't really mean that they love sin, do they? They don't mean that they love sin. Can you love sin? How do you love sin? They don't love sin. It becomes, I am a slave of sin. No one can love, like, no one loves someone, like if I said, do you like, do you enjoy being stabbed in your heart? Do you enjoy that? No one loves that. No one in their right mind would say, I love sin. But we are, we have become slaves of sin. Sin ruins the soul, is destruction to the soul. So if someone is dead in sin, what should they do? What should they do? Yabad and like stay away from church and like stay away, or should they come and get life? Yani if Lazarus the didn't see the or they didn't bring the Lord Jesus Christ to Lazarus, Lazarus would have come back from the dead? The only way to come back from death is to bring the Lord Jesus Christ there. I love what we pray in the litany of the sixth hour. Maybe this is a good prayer for us to say. By your death you made alive the dead man. By your death you made alive the dead man, whom you created with your own hands and had died in sin. Put to death our pains by your healing and life-giving passions. Do you believe in the power? Believe in the power of God to forgive sins. Do we believe in His power to transform? Maybe you've heard this expression, seeing is, seeing is, believing. But did you know that, and that's true, seeing is, believing. But did you know that there is another way to see? That actually, you can believe and then you will, if you believe first, then you will see. Yani, St. Mary, did she believe first or did she see first? She believed first. Last night, we read the, the Gospel of the Centurion. The Centurion, did he see first or did he believe first? He believed first. He believed first. He, said, he even said, don't trouble the Lord to come to my house. I'm not worthy for him to come. But I know, because I'm a man that has authority, and what I say goes... If I tell someone to go, he goes. So he said, just say the word and my servant will be healed. So he believed first and because he believed, he saw. He saw. When the Lord raised the daughter of Jairus, and the daughter of Jairus was dying, they begged him to go heal her. 
And on the way, there was a crowd, and he stopped. And, and then they sent messengers to him and said, You know what? Your daughter, Khalas, you're too late. You missed that window. You missed it. She's dead. And the Lord told them, He said, Do not be afraid. Only, the only thing you have to do is believe. That's it. That's it. Only believe. And she will be made well. I want everyone to put this verse into your heart. The Lord said, only believe. Yani parents, be like Jarius. Believe. Believe. And your kids will be made well. Jarius believed first and he saw. And today we will believe first and we will see wonders. Be like Abraham. Abraham, did he believe first or did he see first? He believed first and he saw much later so believe first and you will see later believing is the key to unlocking God's power you might say Abuna I believe in God I believe in God but I don't see God's power in my life and I think this is because belief is manifest in action belief is manifest in action when we speak about belief in God, I am not speaking about acknowledgement of the existence of God. I'm not speaking about that. Many people might believe in God. God is out there and wonderful. But does our life reflect the belief in God? Because belief in God requires commitment. It requires a, different, a change of life. Yani, we read in the Acts of the Apostles today about these itinerant Jewish exorcists and the sons of Sceva. And the sons of Sceva, and these, they said, we cast out demons by the name of Jesus. So they believed that this name had power. But the demon said, Intamin. <laughs> Totally, man. You can't come in. He said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but Sinta, how does it mean? And then he just went and, you know, like. Because the life of these exorcists, they didn't have any, no life. Like they had a belief, but no, tied not to good action, not tied to a good heart. Faith without practice is useless. Faith without practice is useless. Yani, if you believe, like I believe eating healthy and diet is good. I believe that. I do it. I mean, I don't do it. I believe it. <laughs> but I don't do it. So then what good is the belief? It's no good. It's only good if I take that belief and then I yani, live it. It's the only way. Same thing like, I was thinking like, Maybe you're like me, you have lots of books on your bookshelf. But hopefully you're not like me, and you've re you read them, and they're not like for decoration. Because if you think about it, what good is it to have a bunch of books on your bookshelf, and they don't read them? There's no point. I might love the author, I might know the cover, and I know what it, the book is about, but I don't know what is in the book. I didn't know what's in the book. And so my understanding will be limited. Because the knowledge that is in the book is only understood when you read it. Thanks, Dad. 
It is through the work of reading that my knowledge like grows. It's only through the knowledge of reading that like that the knowledge grows. Similarly, in our spiritual life, we might say we love God. We might say we believe in God, and that's great. But how can we grow in our love of God? How can we grow in our relationship with God? This needs practice. This needs work. This needs work. Actually, the growth of anything good, anything good in this world needs work. Anything good. Like, if you want to grow a tree, requires work. Weeds, no work. Weeds, it's very easy. You just, the weeds will come. But if you want something good, you have to work. If you want your business to grow, if you want to be successful, you have to Work. If you don't work, you'll be broke. Like, work, if you want something to grow, you need work. If you want to be smart, you work. If you don't work, you'll be patatas. There's a difference though. There's a subtle difference between the secular world and the spiritual world. In the secular world, when I work, I reap the benefits of my work. I reap the benefits of my work. In the spiritual world, though, my work is useless apart from the grace of God. Because the heavens are beyond man's reach. The heavens are beyond man's reach. There is no tower of Babel that we can build to reach God. There is no practice that we can do to ascend to God. The only work that we can do is if it is accompanied with, with God's grace. Many people, they might do good works. They do lots of service, lots of charity, even miracles. But these works fill the ego and are used to justify themselves in the eyes of God. These are called vain works. These are not the works that I'm speaking about. The works that I'm speaking about are the opposite. They empty the ego. The works that I speak about are the opportunities to experience the grace of God. The true work in the spiritual life is the work with the Lord. So I can't separate the work from the work with the Lord. If the work, Lord is not working in my work, then it is useless work. Mesalan, the Pharisees, they did vain work. When they prayed, they prayed for their own ego. Min Rabbena. So that is vain work. But the tax collector who prays with a good heart with God, his prayer is the one that is accepted. So faith and works, they go together. Because my work is rooted in my faith. Because the works that are with the Lord, and how are they with the Lord? They're with the Lord because of my faith. I have faith in the works that I do. Communion is a work. This liturgy that we're doing is called the work of the people. Isn't it the work of the people? But this work, is it with the Lord or without the Lord? And is it in faith or is it not in faith? If the, the, the liturgy we come to, we come to it not in faith, then it is just work and then it would be vain work and then it is useless. But if it is in faith, then it is, wow. The greatest work. This is intimacy with God. That's why, if you remember St. Paul, he makes this so clear in Corinthians chapter 13. He says, 
now I see. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have, I am nothing. I've become like sounding brass. So I can do all the works that I want, but if I don't have faith in it, then doesn't count for anything. Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith that I could remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. 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 So vain works do not profit. Genuine works with God do profit. And our belief in God, our belief in God must be rooted to good works. I'll close this point with what St. James says because it's the clearest Example, He says, you believe that there is God? Do you believe that there is God? should say yes. Yes. You say, he says, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith, faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works and by his works Faith was made perfect. So faith is powerful. Faith and works, they go together. Our works, our life has to be a testament of our faith. Lastly, our belief in God, our faith in God is so valuable. We said it's powerful and it must be rooted to a good life. But lastly, it is so valuable. It is the most precious thing in this world is our faith. Our faith is more precious than any money. St. Peter, he says, the, genuine, the genuineness of your faith is much more precious than gold. Much more precious than gold. And that's why in the Catholic epistle today, it says, Therefore, you, to you who believe, He is, if you believe, you are precious. If you believe, you are precious. And I was thinking about, like, if you have a portfolio... And you had one investment that was unbelievable. That was like amazing return. And all the others, Yanni, were not so good. Would you care? I wouldn't care. I would be so happy that the one is unbelievable. That is worth more than, that one is worth more than all the other ones combined. The other ones don't even matter anymore. They've all become worthless. This one investment is like the pearl of great price. It's like the pearl of great price. Our faith is so precious, so valuable. That's why someone gave all that they had and went to buy this one field, this pearl of great price. And that's why we can endure the suffering in tribulation. Because all of that stuff in the world, all the other stuff, we believe is worthless. But the belief in the Lord Jesus Christ, this is the most valuable. I'll leave you with one quote from St. John Chrysostom. He says, no one annoys him by abuse or provokes him by blows. You can't be annoyed. The Christian cannot be annoyed. There is only one calamity for a Christian that's disobedience to God. All other things, such as loss of property, exile, peril of life... One does not even reckon to be a grievance at all, and that which is all and that which is all dread, departure hence from the other world, hence to the other world, 
to him is sweeter than life itself. He's saying the Christian doesn't even fear death. Why? Because our faith. We have a precious pearl of great price. This is our faith. So our faith is powerful. Our faith and our works are transformative. And our faith is so valuable. And glory be to God forever. Amen.